actual show intro. What? Are you going to kick it off? Boom. Chick-a-lout. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay. That's like icing on the cake. All right. Or wherever else. I want to really shut the fuck up. Put- <laughs> stop, Go ahead. stop rambling on. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to Culture Jack. You're here with Dustin and Anthony tonight. We are talking about comic book movies and then making our way to those beautiful theaters that you may or may not be aware of. So get your headphones on. You are about to get jacked. Alright guys, so on tonight's episode, today's episode, this morning's episode, whenever you're listening to this, we are diving into a pretty big, pretty big topic, but we're not going to, I don't think we're going to go crazy on it, but that is... Not specific, we're just going to talk in generalities. Right, which which is going to kind of keep us in the safe zone for time, because this is not going to be a five hour podcast. Um, Let's, I'll let you dive into it to start us off, comic book movies and then going to the theater, which we are, th- those two are together, to be clear. It's not two separate things. Yeah, well, you know, comic book movies are a huge thing right now. Everyone's enjoying going to see the comic book movies. They they started years ago. Well, I'm, I'm not years ago. Almost two decades ago, though, really, is when they kicked off, you know, like 20 years ago almost. 20 years ago. I don't know. You're looking at me kind of sideways, but I think it was like 20 years ago these things really kicked off. In like the early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Actually, you're right. That's kind of weird to think Yeah, of. it's like been 20 no, years. No, like 15, dude. I think 15 is a closer stretch than 20. It is 2018. It was a little, yeah, but it was a, kind of a slow... It was a little slow because it started with what movie? Uh, There's one movie that Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Okay. So, but that it wasn't like all of a sudden all these great movies. Wait, just well, there was like right there was like Blade before that, though, right? Oh yeah, I guess there was. But he's but not, he's kind of an anti-hero, though. I mean, yeah, no. I mean, but they're all comic book heroes, right? They are. But the genre didn't kick it to what to what we know today over the last ten years. All right, all right, all right. yeah, right? last I mean, ten years, last really ten years, boosted. it's been yeah, it's been like every freaking summer. You're like, there's going to be a great comic book movie. Yeah, but let's for the sake of this episode, let's jump back though. Start from the beginning, and I think let's work our way forward. Uh, I will say though, Spider Man. We'll we'll start with Spider Man. I think that's fair. Uh, a lot of people didn't even know Blade was a comic. I feel I feel like yeah. And then they hit Blade Three, which I didn't mind as much. And there's a lot of sh- controversial things because they said it was kind of shitty and it's very violent. It, yeah, they're all kind of violent. But let's start. <laughs> so let's start with Spider Man. Huge draw to the theater. Yeah, no, the Spider-Man movie was good. I didn't, you know, it was all right to me. I knew that they would someday be more, and they are more. And I, I don't want to talk really about specific movies. Like, I, I, the origin of it with the Spider-Man and, and him kind of bringing it into the main mainstream. Well, we can stream. leave it there, but I just feel like that was yeah. the tipping point See, of, like, because we got to start it, and I feel like that was really the catalyst for, like, the these are more... Than just guys in leotard. There's more more of a story than some of the the, the predecessors, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well noted. I uh, I, I can accept that. Right. I think that's that's a fair fair statement, a fair assessment of the th- of the thing. I I've been a comic book fan for a long time, and I've I've never been one to really keep up with the comics. I've never been able to follow the serializations, but 
I like the stories and I like the characters and and you and I collected the cards, you know, back in the day with the X-Men cards and all that stuff. And just to see these characters jump to life. Larger than life. Larger than life uh, on the big screen has just been amazing. I mean, you've got the, the Marvel folks over here and the DC folks who are admittedly aren't doing as hot, but uh, they're tearing it up. Yep. And then you've got some... Some of the, the, you know, it's evolved so it's evolved uh, so much though, it, which is also kind of cool too. Is you know, you started off with some of the mainstreams, you know, and it slowly built up. You had your goods and your bads, um, which arguably could be put back on some of the production companies. Sure, um, not strong plans, I would say. Casting was wonky, right? And I still think uh, in a lot of cases, yeah. I mean. The, the early days and it developed though I think mm-hmm. that as time went on productions obviously got significantly better because right now uh, it well right now probably the last five years there's been an, uh, a very large uptick oh yeah in uh, regularly being able to watch a superhero movie um, not only movie and I'll, I'll just touch on it just because I, I feel that the conversation may warrant it um they spread it even into television, which yeah. What do you? I mean, what do you think of that? I I I think it's good. I the the, the ones that are on television, I think, are a little bit more hokey, of course, because they don't have the budgets behind them that the the movies do. And I, I I read a good comment online that said, you know, these shows, these comic book shows on television, have convinced grown men. To watch soap operas, mm-hmm. and it's it's pretty true because like a lot of the the story, a lot of the shows are built about the character, the interpersonal character relationships in the shows, and a lot of them can be very sappy, very right. melodramatic, and very very corny a lot of the times. I like it. A lot of the shows are good. I mean, I I, I watch a soap opera. So let me let me ask you kind of the million dollar question, and it'll go back to one of our topics too, is because. You've got two areas kind of affected by the comic world, right? So mm-hmm. we'll say mainstream television because mm-hmm. it, it's on mainstream. It's not on some backwards. Channel. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, both internet and and your local, um, and then you have these just mega freaking movies coming out. Uh, do you feel that due to that, it is messing with the ability? And drive for the theater. It, like with people's want to go to the theater? Right. No. I think it's driving people to the theater. The, the thing about superhero movies that we've been hearing for the last five or six years is superhero fatigue. And people are getting tired that's, of it. That's and they don't, kind of what I'm, they what don't want to go. About. But if you look at the box office for these movies, I mean, they're making money hand over fist regularly. It's not slowing down. Well, one specific. Let's just go with one, one. specific company. Well, one. production. I mean, we're just going to say one. One maybe doing better. Are you than the saying other. that the MCU is markedly better than the DCEU? Is that what you're? Is that what you're telling me? I, I, well, we're not going to go into the numbers right now, but I'm I'm willing to bet <laughs> that uh, numbers would, would speak volumes. A little bit. If we if we stacked. DC versus Marvel. The the cash stacks together side by side is what you're saying. Yeah. Would you would you believe that Marvel <laughs> would outweigh 
Or, or here's a better word. Would Marvel trump DC? <laughs> uh, uh, yes, yes. Like if, if you sat on top of the Marvel stack and I sat on top of the DC stack, I wouldn't be able to see you. You'd yeah. be way high up in the stratosphere. There'd be no no getting. Like, hey, can you come down for the <laughs> come down with that giant stack of Marvel money? So so without going without going into uh, specific movies, I I'm gonna bring a specific movie up, but I don't want to talk about the movie itself. What I want to okay. talk about is, and I th- I think DC's kind of thinking about this too. Um, Marvel's done a fantastic recently has done a fantastic job. Uh, and and so we're not talking about the, the movie itself. So with them bringing out something like Guardians of the Galaxy, okay, and the reason I'm bringing that up, again, is not for the movie, but because Guardians of the Galaxy is not a known quantity. Right. Okay, I mean, when, when you talk about the, the MCU and They've and got all a that rabid shit, fan base, though, I'm sure. Oh, well, they do now. No, 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 but I mean, like, before, maybe in more of a cult well, it was cool. Uh, you know, I've got, like, I've got the, I've got freaking number one, which is not what you see today. And like you ask people, I remember years ago when I made references to, I got a number one, Guardians of the Galaxy. Everybody's like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> now you say that, and they're like, "Rocket the raccoon," and you're like, "No, whatever." Yeah, yeah maybe yeah. later. Um, but I didn't know about them. I didn't. I actually didn't know about the new version. I th- I thought it was going to be the old version. Oh, so I gotcha. blew the dust off the comic. Was like, hell yeah, this puppy's going to be worth money. Woo! And I was like, wait a second, Star Lord, what the hell <laughs> is this? It's like, like looking at the original X Men sure. and then looking at the uh, new X Men, right? right? Um, but so without going into that specific, I mean, they got the opportunity to kind of pull from, you know, a side bag, highly successful, whatever, but. Do you think that as far as the movie world goes, that they're going to continue kind of pulling out of the side bag? And there, there's already indicators that they are. Black Adam's one. You know, we don't have to go into that, but that's kind of a not as known, right? Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think... For they, movies, because they're already kind of doing that with the... I think they're, they're leveraging some of the television to kind of throw these sub-characters that couldn't necessarily hold a movie... Some of them, I mean, you know, Nicholas Cage is without a doubt the best superhero ever in, you know, Ghost Rider. I think <laughs> before when we were recording podcasts, I brought that up as well. It's an important fact, and one everyone should recognize. I I don't think, uh, as far as superhero fatigue goes, I just wanna I just wanna you know say a lot of people say that people are getting burnt out on these movies and they're not going to the theater anymore and. These movies are also driving the production of good, you know, original storytelling and movie making underground and making them less popular. I don't think that's true. I I have seen some really good movies come out in the last few years that aren't superhero movies. But I am elated that these superhero movies are doing so well. I mean, what a glorious time to be alive. I have two children, and this is a reason why I stay alive along with my children. But (laughs) this is important. Right, well... And, and I agree with you, and I, I think I think the issue, at least from my perspective, the issue is is that it is solely looked at as a super quote unquote air quotes here superhero movie. When it's like, no, some of these movies actually they're they're funny. There's an actual story behind them. They're mm-hmm. more than that. Yes, yeah. is there a superhuman or a super entity involved in that story? Sure, but so is Twilight. Okay, yeah. you know. 
Uh, so is Fifty Shades of Grey. Why are you bringing up all of these movies in comparison to this? One? Stop it's it. Related, they're relatable. They're not. <laughs> all right, guys. You didn't know this about the the Culture Jack boys, but we are a, a pair of wealthy uh, businessmen who indulge in perhaps a little a late night sado masochism. Don't worry about it. Just a little, um, you know, handcuffs, ball gags. The that whole was, uh, somehow that movie corrupted soccer moms <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> that had more power over women than any movie that's came out in the last 25 years. Dude. My wife hates it. She hates it. She's like, what a horrible message to send to women. I'm just going to say the books and uh, the movies probably tell a different story, my friend. I'm going to write a ro- erotic novel based on a popular All right. movie. Well, let's Maybe I'll make it on a superhero, a superhero, a superhero genre. They'll just steal it and just put them in a costume. <laughs> Done. This, <laughs> Erotic this, Batman. Yeah, just like be like bad, uh, bad internet porn parodies. It'll be like, all right, Captain Bone America. <laughs> yep. It's a weird name. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, back to the back to the topic though. Uh, the evolution. In, was I think I felt I feel like after watching the goods and the bads through the years, right? I mean, it was a natural evolution because there was enough money to prove that the concept was viable, right? I mean, because without that, you know, uh, and I'll jump back to to a referencing a movie that I'm sure we'll dive into numerous times throughout throughout this wonderful thing, or I'll, I'll reference two old crappy movies, and then I'll reference a couple of good movies just just to make a point. Okay. Um, you know, Spider-Man 3, uh, Fantastic Four. So, Ugh. epic flop. So, but from a production, not a, not just a movie, but we won't even go into the movie part, but from a production point, those guys had not seen those kind of epic losses, right? And then Ghost Rider was another one. God. And they were like, holy shit. Most you know, underrated well, movie. Well, holy shit. You know, we can lose a, a lot of money. Go back to the drawing board. Let's rework some of this. And then, you know, now you're doing Infinity Wars about to come out, but... The Thor movies, you've got the Iron Man movie. I mean, like these juggernauts. Wonder that, Woman. Wonder Woman. Uh, you know, these juggernauts that are printing money, and they're like, well, wait a second, there's there's something to this. Um, and they, I think Marvel, just like with the money thing, I, I think that their plans are, are paying dividends because they're sticking to it. And they've got, they've got a team, a big-ass team around it. And I, I hope... DC, because DC still has some of the best and most recognizable characters of all yeah, time. In fact, actually, they do. They have one of the most recognizable entities of all time. Uh, actually, two of the top five, Superman and Batman being two of the top five of all time, you know. Uh, God, why, they have to get it right, man. I mean, I feel like, I feel like, damn them. But... Without without going into the movies themselves, where do you feel? So we understand that part of it, right? I would say that it was it was a very clean and clear path One forward. One thing I want to say is I want to say you know there was a, a, a mistake, a trend, a, I think a mistaken trend that was going on earlier with these comic book movies, and they were attempting to ground too much these characters. They were attempting to to normalize them too much and oh personally relatable kind of personally thing. relatable you know water down their powers a lot and one of the things that i think a lot of these these current iterations are doing is they are not backing down from the fact that these are super powered individuals and that 
it, the kid in me is going buck wild bananas because I just think that's, I just think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I think in the casting and the in the, some of the stories, I mean, like the casting's gotten so damn good, man. So these movies are driving you and they're driving me to go to the theater to see. When you go to the theater, what what are the what's the essential? Anthony theater experience. What do you do when you're at the theater? Tell us about it. What kind of treats do you get? What are you, what are your biggest pet pet peeves when you're sitting in the auditorium? Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's. Do you that's, get there early. You see the previews. Yeah. I, you know. How many so, times do you go to the bathroom? Well, wow. I don't go depending on how good the movie. Is. <laughs> I hold it in. You you get the big cup. Yeah. Empty the cup. Refill the nope, cup. I Easy. Just go where I sit, man. I, I'm so fucking locked in. I'm just so I'm laser focused, man. No, so that's a that's a great question. Um, if I'm compelled enough to go see a movie, because I don't see all of the more, I, I'm gonna just flat out say it. I don't see all the superhero movies because there is a lot, um, you know, with with having a family and a lot of things going on. Um, I don't have that. Generally, don't have the opportunity. I do like to go go and see a few that I'm able to. Uh, you know, with going, I do like to get there. Not, I wouldn't say. Like crazy early, right? I, I do like to get there. I you know the the popcorn, uh, not huge on candy. Occasional candy, uh, you know pop. I love the freaking popcorn, man. Popcorn in a soda. Uh, I do like getting a decent seat. You know, preferentially preference is generally midway up. You know, toward the middle of the screen. I hate sitting low. Mid mid mid. Well, oh, mid high. Mid high is always good. I like mid right. Yeah. Well, that's not bad. I'm generally, a mid-right guy. Generally, that's, you know, unless the theater's empty. If it's a, if it's like a opening weekend, I mean, like, I try to get there semi-early and then get up and do. But I also still like to hang on what left or right, depending on what's available when I get there. Um, I do like to watch previews. Uh, I've always been kind of a preview uh, weirdo about previews. Because sure. I like to see... I like to see what's up and coming. You know, I like to I like to get excited about what could come out in the next two years. You know, because they do those early sneak peeks at those movies that are in theater. And, and to me, that's like, that, that's, and you get surprised too. When you go to a theater, you're getting previews that aren't on TV yet, generally. And you'll get that little, that little nugget that kind of uh, savors that, that hunger for the next movie. Because and some movie trailers actually premiere. On other oh, other right. movies, like they don't yeah. come out on the internet or anything. Like right. they they premiere at the movie theater. That's right. Well, maybe they come out of the internet very shortly thereafter. As far as previews are concerned, I too like to watch the previews. I like to get right. there a little early. However, since I've been married, uh, we have not. I don't think made it to the theater in time for the previews in probably the last two or three years. Oh, no. <laughs> we always plan on going to the movie, but you know, you got the kids and you got everything else, and you you got this. You know, best laid plans, man. They they right. go to waste, and and we always just end up showing up nick of the time, uh, probably you know one or two minutes into the actual movie. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy getting there. I enjoy getting there early as well. When it comes to snacks and things, I like to get the popcorn, uh, soda pop, and and when I'm in a theater that that serves it, I like to get the little soft pretzels and the cheese. That's really uh, uh, that's one of my one of my little guilty pleasures. There. I like the soft pretzels and cheese. Yeah, and actually, now that you say that, I have uh, the last couple of times when I went to the theater, I did get the little little soft pretzels with hot dogs in them. 
they had them at the theater. I was like, man, this huh. it's how a were little, they? It's a little treat. They were good, man. <laughs> they were good, and they gave me quite a bit, man. I was like, damn, you know. And I'm not a big, big hot dog junkie, or really even a big. Pre- I like pretzels and whatnot. I just don't eat them often. But uh, it wasn't bad. My, my wife likes to get uh, the um, the sour worms, and then she doesn't like to eat them all, and so I end up eating them all. And then I get canker sores inside my mouth because I ate all these sweet, <laughs> all these sweet treats. Have you ever had a canker sore? I don't. I don't. I'm not even clear on what a canker sore is. It's like a sore in your mouth. No, it's not imaginary. Look it up, man. Canker sores. They suck. All right. Well, before we dive into any more of your medical <laughs> issues that you have while consuming candy at the this week on Culture Jacked, yeah. canker sores and other mouth so, problems. So let's uh, let, let's dive into kind. Of, I feel like the last segment or the last part of this nutritional podcast. Mm, so good as as we've kind of eaten the 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 superhero universe and, and going to the theater is the future of superhero movies. The future of superhero movies. Right. It's 2018 now. Yep. And uh, they've got, you know, the, the, the Marvel and the DC, they've got movies slated up through, what is it? 2021, I believe, before they've announced their next slate, and of right. course they're going to do a next. No, slate. no, general overview, man. Come on. Remember, we're not going into specifics. Are you reading numbers again? Yeah. Come on. I'm a numbers guy. Just, just you know, <laughs> top topical view. Where do you see? I see superhero movies to continue strong for the next ten years at least. Ten years. So would it be fair? Because part of me kind of feels this way that it has become almost like a. Uh, a subgenre because it's not its own its own genre genre because you like TV shows are a perfect example because you do have the buddy comedies you do have the the uh, dramas you do have the uh, actions and, and that's really what they are. Well, you've seen you've seen them kind of flower out into all those different genres. I mean, they're a superhero right. movie, but they're a political thriller or they're a horror right, movie the, or I, they're whatever. Well, else. Right. And, and so what I would say. Is I agree with you, and I'd say it's it is a uh, kind of a subgenre in, in each one of those, and, the, and I feel like it they have their own place, you know, under each one of those—an action, a drama, a uh, uh, a comedy, a comedy, a heist movie. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, don't don't you feel like it's they've kind of cemented their place? I do think that. Uh, I, I will say this, and without going into the movies, um, because of the casting, I think that we're going to see something interesting, um, and we're going to understand what the threshold is for the audiences over probably the next three to five years. Or I feel that oh, when characters begin being recast, perhaps yes. Oh, okay, I, I feel like that's going to be the point on what is the audience's true appetite with. Uh, the superhero movie world. I can dig it, man. But that's it for today's episode. So throw down your headphones right on the floor. Check us out on Twitter at Culture Jack. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and tune in next week. Culture Jack. Tech, games, movies, and more.